Good morning. My name is Ankle Mulman. Our website is www.cwowi.eu, Church Without Walls International. We are part of a worldwide network of house churches. Go to our website. You will find a lot of articles, also a lot of good teaching translated in different languages. So if English is not your uh, your language, but they are translated into Dutch, into Finnish, into Polish, Romanian, uh, German, many languages. Go there, cwowi.eu. Today I want to talk to you about the importance of a godly mother. Last week we had Mother's Day. I don't know if that was the case in your country, but we did. So that made me think about my own mother. She passed away um, in 2003, so that's 20 years ago, almost 20 years ago. And she was a godly mother. My father, he knew the Lord, but he was hurt by many Christians, unfortunately. But she always taught us in the ways of the Lord, and she loved us. She prayed for us. And, and we, we opened our hearts from young, young on. I, I never walked uh, in, in the ways of the world because of my mother. And I know my, our children, they all know the Lord. They serve the Lord. I have one sister. She knows the Lord. Her children do too. And then the big part is because of my mother, because she was praying for us. And that made me pick up a book that I have in my library. It says The Secret of Hebrew Words. It's from Benjamin Blech. And there it says, when you look up the word mother, the Hebrew word for mother is em, em, or im you would probably say, and it's the same word as the word if. So what they are saying, it says, if the mother is God-fearing, in all probability, the children will take after her. But if she is not, the children will also take after her. So the mother... In Jewish thinking, the mother is the big if of family life. In her hands is the fate of her children. As the mother goes, so goes the child. And they even say that women are more important than men in religious training. And they are to be taught first, for the mother is the if of family life. And they say um, the woman looks forward, not backward. And her role, more than history, is destiny. And that made me think about uh, godly women in the Bible. There, there must be God. There are a lot of godly women in the Bible. But what about those women? What if? And what about the destiny of their child? So it made me think of Timothy. You know, the life of Timothy in the New Testament. It says in Second Timothy, first chapter, verse five, I call to remember, uh, this is Paul talking to Timothy. I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois. And your mother Eunice, and I'm persuaded, is in you also. So he had a godly mother and he had a godly grandmother, and they believed. And in Acts 16, the first verse, we are told that uh, Timothy was the son of a Jewish woman. Eunice was Jewish. She believed, but Timothy's father was Greek. So think about it. His father was Greek. His mother was Jew. What does the mother do? Uh, was there contention in the marriage? What did he, he say? No, you are not allowed to talk about the one and only God because that's what Jews believe in, the, in one God. But the Greek believed in many gods and goddesses and each are in charge of a certain aspect of human life. So what if she, if there was contention and what if she um, would not have taught Timothy in the ways of the Lord and taught him the scripture? He would not, we would not have the book of Timothy and he would not have fulfilled his destiny because there was a destiny for, from him, uh, for him. It says in the second Timothy chapter three, verse 15, 
It says, from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures. So from childhood she taught him about the Lord. So she is a powerful example and uh, uh, Timothy's uh, grandmother Lois is a powerful example of the influence of what a mother and a grandmother can have on, on the young man's life. So what if she had not taught him the word? But she saw destiny, so she was responsible for her son's destiny. Then I thought about uh, um, the mother of Moses. Well, Moses was a very important person, right? He delivered uh, the, the, the Israelites out of Egypt. So who was his mother? Well, his story begins in the book of Exodus. The Israelites were enslaved in Egypt. There was a new pharaoh. After they'd gone to Egypt to escape during the famine, during Joseph's story in the book of Genesis. And Moses' mother, is her name is Jochebed. You can find it in Numbers 26. She was a Levite. She had married a Levite, given birth to a son. Actually, Moses, when he was born, he was the youngest. He had a brother, Aaron, and a sister, Miriam. But at the time of Moses' birth... The number of Israelites in Egypt had grown immensely and the Pharaoh was concerned that they would come to overpower the Egyptians. So he commanded the Hebrew midwives to kill Hebrew baby boys when they were born. But the midwives did not listen. I like that. They did not listen. Then Pharaoh thought, what can I do now? And he gave another decree in Exodus first chapter. He ordered all male infants to be drowned in the Nile River, but to let the girls live. Then Moses was born and his mother, Jochebed, saw he was a fine child. Other translations says he was beautiful. Other, there's a translation that says he was not an ordinary child. And she hid him for three months. And when she could do no longer, she made a basket and put him among, uh, put Moses in it and put a basket uh, among the reeds by the riverbank. And then Joseph, uh, Jochebed's jo 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 daughter, Miriam, Watch to see what would happen as Pharaoh's daughter went down to bath because that was what she always did. And then, of course, the Pharaoh's daughter saw the basket, found him, found Moses. Then Miriam came and said, do you need help? I can find a woman who can nurse the baby. And that was okay. So Miriam brought Moses back to his mother and she took him and uh, she nursed him. And when he grow, grew older, she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter and he became her son. And she named him Moses, which means to draw out because she had drawn him out of the water when she first found him. So Jochebed, uh, Moses' mother, she cared and protected and provided for Moses. And she probably knew there was a destiny on his life, but she was an important instrument of God's purpose in the life of Moses, in the life of the nation of Israel. Hebrews 11, 23 mentioned that Moses was hidden by his parents by faith. And they were not afraid of the king's command. So think about it. She, she, ha she acted uh, by faith. What does it mean? Faith is not something that you come up with by yourself. Faith, it's first a grace and faith comes to when there is a grace, a revelation of what the Lord wants to do. So she must have known there was a destiny on that child. There was something more than just a beautiful baby. There was a net destiny for Moses. So she protected him by faith. And it says they were not afraid of the king's command. You can imagine. What if they were afraid of the king's command? I said, you know what? If they will find Moses, they, he will kill us. He will maybe take away my older children, maybe kill them too. So let's just do what Pharaoh says. But no, they were not afraid. And I believe they had a revelation that there was a purpose, a purpose for Moses' life. So what does it mean to you and me? It means... 
Sometimes the enemy comes about uh, comes uh, against our children, and we know there's a destiny. The Lord has something for them to do. Actually, all of us we have a destiny. There's a purpose in our lives. But when the enemy comes against our child, our children, what do you do? Are you not afraid of the enemy? Do you do what you need to do in the natural to protect the child like she did? So do what you need to do in the natural and trust God to help you and to protect your children. And he, as he did with uh, the life of Moses. Then there is another wonderful woman and wonderful mother, the Shunammites woman in Second Kings chapter 4. She's described as a wealthy married woman, a woman with influence. She had no child. And she said to her husband, let us set up a guest room for Elisha because Elisha often passed this way, that way in his travels. And she saw him passing by and she recognized he was a prophet. He was a holy man of God. So she wanted to set up a guest room for Elisha so he could stay there and get some rest. And her husband, of course, he agreed. And then Elisha asked his servant Gehazi how he could help the woman in return for her hospitality. And Gehazi mentioned she had no son and her husband was old. And Elisha then called the woman and told her that she would have a son by the same time next year. That word was fulfilled and the woman had a child. But then, several years later, the boy was out on the field with his father and he probably had a sunstroke, but he died the same day. What does she do? Does she, did she, did the, the woman think, the Shunammite woman think, okay, well, I'm, I'm glad I had him. I had a son. I know what it is to be a mother. I enjoyed him. I had him for several years. That's just the way it is. It happens to other parents too, other children. Okay, so be it. But what did she do? No. She uh, laid him on the bed of the man of God, of Elisha. She shut the door, went out, said to her husband she was going to the man of God, and he asked her, of course, why? And she said, all is well. That's all what she said, all is well. She didn't even mention that he had died. So she went to Elijah, and she said to him, well, did I ask of a son? You promised me a son. I And I, and I told you, please do not deceive me. And then Elijah wanted to send his servant Gehazi. But the woman said, no, I will not leave you. Because she said to her husband, she was going to the man of God. She wanted to, the man of God, Elijah, to come with her, go to her son and raise him from the dead. That's what she believed. That's what she had in her heart. So Elijah, okay, he said, okay, if you will not leave me, I will, I will follow you. He followed her, went to the child, and uh, at the end, he restored him back to life. That is amazing. Oftentimes, it's according to your faith. She could have gone for less and just said, okay, yeah, it's too much for Elisha to go uh, to, to, to follow me to my home. Maybe Gehazi is fine too. But she had it in her heart. She would go to Elisha and Elisha would come back with her and he would restore her son uh, back, uh, back to life. But she, it's according to your faith. So what do you believe? What do you believe God can do? What is your... Uh, believe about your children. Maybe they are not physically dead. Maybe they are spiritually dead. They, you, you brought them up in the ways of the Lord, but they choose their own way and they, they left the Lord and, and they walk in the, in the world and you think what's going on. 
But it's according to your faith. Pray for them and believe that God will rescue them, that he will revive them, restore them back to life. Do not settle for less. Do not think, well, that's just the way it is. They are grown up. They have to, uh, they have to decide what to do. It's their life. No, you are the if of your family's life. You are their mom. So you are a very important part of their well-being. And actually, rabbinic tradition hold Habakkuk to be the Shunammites' women's son. Habakkuk, the prophet that you have in the Bible. Amazing. I don't know if that's true. It could be true. Then there's another woman that has so many more uh, godly women in the Bible and godly mothers. But I want to mention one more. It's about Hannah, the mother who kept her promise. Hannah was married to a man and he loved her very much, but he also had another wife, Peninnah. And this wife was able to bear children, but you can read in 1 Samuel 1st chapter, we learn that Hannah had no children. So the other wife, Peninnah, provoked Hannah continually, but Hannah would go to the house of the Lord to pray. And her husband tried to console her and say, don't I mean more to you than ten sons? Yes, of course, he was very important, but she wanted a son. She wanted a child, and and then it says in first chapter verse eight that Hannah prayed to the Lord. She wept bitterly and she made a vow, saying, "O oh Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant, remember me and not forget your maidservant, but give her a son, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of her of his life." And the Lord blessed her, and she conceived, and she bore a son, and she called him Samuel. That means because I asked the Lord for him, or it could also be uh, I borrowed him from God. So she recognized, okay, I asked the Lord, he gave it, but it just, I borrowed him from the Lord. And she did, as she had promised. And when the boy was old enough, it says after he was weaned, she took him to the house of the Lord and presented him to Eli the priest. They say actually that, that the children at that time, they were weaned till about a year, three years old. Some say he, he was less than five years old, probably three. Can you imagine you were asking for, for a baby and you get a son and then you promise to give him back to the Lord. But after you, after he was weaned, three years old, it's still a young child. And then you have to give him back. What, what could she have done? What if she would have said, you know, that's too hard on me. I just can't do it. I know I made a promise, but I think I will break my promise and God will forgive me. He knows how I feel and so on. No, she kept her promise. She brought him to uh, Samuel, the priest. And it even said that from time to time she would come and visit her son. And Samuel, that is a son of destiny. He was the prophet. He was the priest. And we have uh, Samuel, the book of Samuel in the Bible. So, yeah. When you go back to what the importance of a godly mother, she is the if in family life. If she follows the Lord, obeys the Lord, most probably her children will do so. So if you are a mother, uh, be bold and do what you need to do in the natural and trust the Lord to help you and to, um, uh, to be with you. It's according to your faith. What do you believe for your children? What do you have in your heart for your children? What's your child's destiny? And go for it and do not settle for less. And the Lord will bless you and he will help you. I hope it was a blessing to you. Uh, if you want to email me, have questions, do you can do so. Go to cwowi.eu. You find our email address over there and you'll find a lot of more articles and videos. See you next time. Bye-bye.